Hi folks, this is Bud Hughes, and it's time to raise the door on another edition of Bud's Garage. Hang on, you're now part of the fastest hour in radio, presented by Complete Auto Parts and Oakwood Tire and more. Locally owned family businesses with over 120 years of combined experience. CarQuest nationally branded auto parts and warranties, and Oakwood Tire's wide selection of the best tire brands available. Local professionals to help you find the parts or tires you need, help you get them installed, and back on the road with a smile. Find out more at completeautoparts.net or oakwoodtire.com. On today's show, 2023 Teen Driving Safety Week, the right mileage for your used car, and diesel versus solar generators. All that and a whole bunch more informative automotive buffoonery with Bud and Bill right now on North Georgia's News Talk AM 550 and FM 102.9 WDUN. Welcome in, folks. This is Bud Hughes, resident car nut, and Bill Maine. <laughs> you started to say The morning Tim. on Main Street. <laughs> I almost called you Tim. Man, mm. how you doing today? I am very well today and honored to be with you talking about, well, cars. I, yeah, I well, love, I love talking about cars. You're yeah. a car guy. Yeah. That's, why, that's why I called you up. Yeah. Been in the garage several times, and uh, you've actually done some work on the truck for me. So yeah. Well, I appreciate that. It had nothing to do with you or the 13th person I called. I'm just, I'm just happy you're here. <laughs> you know, just as long as you get called. Well, that's, that's true. Yeah. Uh, what was your week like? My week, was, uh, my week was a busy, busy week, that's for sure. Had a lot going on with the station and just a lot personally. So, uh, and we're taking this, my wife and I are taking this new uh, yoga class on Wednesday nights. Mm. Yeah. So I'll be able to get up like a pretzel here pretty soon. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. It, it, it's challenging, let me tell you. Yeah. 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 At yeah. this at this point in our lives, yeah. Yeah, I know I know all about what you're saying. I, I'm not exactly as flexible as I used to be. Uh, flexible. Uh, okay. All right. Here we go. And on the other side of the glass, uh, it's Bill Squared. We got Bill Bill Wilson, uh, double Bill, t- taking care of this exactly. for us. Double all Bill. All the production. I went to Petit Le Mans last week. I wish I could have gone. Unfortunately, way too busy. And I uh, heard that it was great. It was great. Uh, Saturday was great. Uh, Friday, we, we got rained on, which you're not camping if you don't get rained on. And uh, it worked out fine. It, you know, the, it, it never ceases to amaze me. At the end of the race, you could throw a blanket over the, the different classes of cars and how close they are yeah. after 10 hours. Yeah. So amazing, amazing stuff. Can't wait for next year. One of the coolest things about the race... You know my son, Aaron. Right, yeah. Yeah, he's a general sales manager for uh, Green Ford. He got offered a ride in a Ford Mustang Dark Horse, 2024 Dark Horse, which is the high-performance version of the Mustang, with Joey Hand. Now, Joey Hand is a championship driver. Tell me he didn't turn it down. No, he didn't turn it down. He videoed it. Oh, okay. And if you go to Aaron Hughes' Facebook page. Mm -hmm. You can see it? You can see it. Cool. And it is cool. Oh. And and the dark horse is very similar to my my uh, Mach one that I have. Mm-hmm. So you you hear the thing, you know, blipping the throttle as he downshifts and stuff. The driver didn't even have to heel and tow it. He just wow kept on nailing the throttle. But it's it, it was a fun ride, and that, that was a lot of fun to see. A fun and fast ride. Yeah. Well, if you're gonna get in a hot car, you gotta yeah. you gotta go a little fast. Going on right now, we've got a lot of fall festivals and car shows. Uh, Thursday night, uh, we have a show at Lanier Technical College. That's October 26th, this Thursday, and it'll be from 4 until dark. And we have got a special guest on the phone with us who's going to tell us about a special event going on at Montgomery Motor Speedway October 28th. Okay. All right. 
And that would be Stan Nerson from Montgomery Motor Speedway. Stan, welcome back into Bud's Garage. You have got Bud and Bill Main. Hey, Stan. Oh, man, how you doing? <laughs> Long time no hear from. I'm well. <laughs> Hope you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel so comfortable here at, at Bud's Garage. Thanks for having me. All right. Tell us what you got going on the 28th. It's, uh, you know, you're the hardest working guy in racing for sure. Tell us what's cooking the 28th at Montgomery Motor Speedway. Well, we're pretty excited about this. We've been doing this the last couple of years. We've extended the season more into the fall, and, and we've come up with this uh, Alabama State Asphalt Championship. And um, this is the first year we're not doing it with prolate models. We're really concentrating on our local divisions and uh, the modifieds of Mayhem and our outlaw divisions. So um, <clears throat> we're pretty excited about it. Uh, we do a driver's appreciation uh dinner Friday night after practice, have some cold beverages and tell some lies and, you know, do all the great things that we love to do. And then, uh, you know, Saturday we go racing and we'll crown champions in uh, three of the divisions. Uh, Modifies of Mayhem still have a race at the Snowball Derby, but uh, we'll count, we'll take care of three here with the Outlaws, late model sportsmen and the street stocks. What time, uh, you know, do the gates open and can people start coming in and how long does the race last, et cetera, et cetera? Well, great. Well, we, uh, we're going to open early that day. So grandstands will open about 3 o'clock, which is a couple hours earlier than we normally do because we are going to have a little time to have some uh, uh, trunk or treat with the kids. Oh, good deal. That is neat. Yeah, you know, we're going to get all the cars out on the front stretch and, and do that but we know we've got so much racing that we we still want to get done at a decent time so uh, we'll start things a little bit earlier uh that'll be the the candy will be at five and uh we'll go racing at six so uh you know it, it once again we, we we run a good tight show so we won't keep you here late and uh, it should be it should be interesting a couple of our points battles have gotten very very tight as we got to the end of the Okay, so what's the directions to Montgomery Motor Speedway? And remind the people that they won't be as late as they think they are because they'll pick up an hour coming back. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it, it's downhill both ways. Yeah, so, you know, <laughs> kind of like going uh, to school, right? <laughs> yeah, especially if if you know your team wins, as they say. But uh, you know, we're straight down 85 right here in Montgomery. You know, that's what's nice. Is, uh, you know, you, you can you can get a stomp at Bucky's there. Just head on, head on into uh, get you some beaver nuggets. Yeah. We're over the west side of town. We're just off Old Selma Road, so it's a it's a pretty easy trip. And um, you know, I, I I think folks that have, have come down have really enjoyed it, uh, and you know they like the the, the style of racing. Um, you know, our late model sportsman division has just taken off, and. Um, just, you know, seeing a big car count in that is, is exciting. And, you know, uh, it's, it's nice. I'm, the other thing is I'm starting to see more and more racers from your neck of the woods coming over. So. Well, that's because we're talking about it. Well, you know, it's, it's great. Uh, Dustin Bryson, uh, you know, one of the guys I remember from Lanier with his dad, you know, they, uh, uh, he, he's racing here now. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just it's good, to, it's good to see some of the old faces uh, 
you know, Richie Etheridge and Wayne Willard a couple of weeks ago. That's cool. You know, they jumped back into racing, which is which is real, real cool. Well, it is. So if you want to see the old face of Stan Narison, <laughs> uh, it is old. <laughs> be there. Be there or be square. Stan Narison, Montgomery Motor Speedway. Thanks for taking the time to uh, phone in and be with us here at Bud's Garage, man. Yeah, yeah. Also, since I know you got a, you got motorheads out there, I want to mention we have a new division that we've started getting very popular around the country. Those are Crown Vicks. <laughs> Crown Vicks. I've heard about this. Oh, yeah, really? November 11th, we run our inaugural race. Okay, and a Crown Vic. <laughs> I love it. And you provide the car, right? I actually have a car we're working on. We're going to have try to come up with a track car, but the amount of waivers you're going to have to sign will be incredible. <laughs> well, Bill and I will be in line for that. Yeah. Thank you, Stan. We appreciate it. Okay, great. Thank you, guys. All right. Thanks, Stan. Stan's the guy that uh, back in the day at Lanier, uh, oh, we yeah. had that race with, yeah. the, uh, with the, the cars. Yeah. And you bring your own car to the track, and they put us in a couple of cars, and I got to do a little banging and scraping with uh, Vic, who worked with us at the time. Yeah, we did time, yeah. We raced morning show guys. Good fun. Yeah. Good I fun. lost. <laughs> well, you know, if you need parts for your... Uh, for your stock car, uh, these folks can help you out. But if you're restoring a classic muscle car, folks at Year One in Cornelia, they've got it going on. They man. have got it going on. They have kept me supplied with all the stuff I've needed to build this Mach One that I've been working on for way too long, and uh, it's coming to fruition. But uh, they provide our podcast every week. Uh, you can go to Access WDUN, uh, click the links, push the buttons. If you can't figure it out, get an eight-year-old kid to do it for you. And uh, they also help us out with the uh, national podcast, so we thank them. We'll be right back here, Bud's Garage on North Georgia's new stop, WDUN. Welcome back into Bud's Garage, presented by Oakwood Tire and More and Complete Auto Parts. Locally owned, family operated businesses with national brand parts and tires for whatever it is you drive. Well, our next guest should be a household name, and I wish he was here in Georgia. That would be Woodrow Gaines. He's the founder of TVOC, and TVOC stands for Teen Vehicle Operating Course. And this week has been National Teen Drivers Safety Week. Woodrow, welcome back into Bud's Garage. Bud, good to see you again. Thank you, sir. Well, I've got a new co-host today, and I'm going to let him jump in. Uh, he's <laughs> not exactly in new to the business, but uh, <laughs> I'm going to let him jump in and ask you some questions about uh, teen drivers in, in Georgia. Yeah, this is, a, this is a great topic to cover and a very important one to cover for sure. So let's just start with some numbers. What are the stats? What are we looking at when we talk about teen drivers, and especially teen drivers, accidents, fatalities, and those sorts of things? Well, uh, car crashes rank pretty high up on, on the list as far as at one time the statistics were posted on a web, uh, government website, but for some reason they have taken that down. So we don't know the snapshot for last year. But from a parent's perspective, that's a parent's worst nightmare. Yeah. And, and, and giving their keys uh, uh, to, to their teenager and letting them go on Atlanta roadways. Well, you know, one of the things with that, though, is making sure that they're prepared. But it's, it's difficult to do that when you've got a new driver. They may have a year of learners. 
Uh, maybe they've taken a course and then you turn them loose. I know when we turned our kids loose, it was a nervous moment. I know for Bud, probably a little bit, but yours have been racing before that. So yeah, they had a little and, more. You know, more... We, we, Woodrow and I have talked about racing. I, 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 when I was involved, you know, teaching at East Hall and places, uh, even Lanier Tech, we wanted to get involved with the school systems doing some kind of driver training at the racetracks, Road Atlanta, places like that. Yeah. Some people got really upset because they didn't want their kid at a racetrack, and they didn't understand it wasn't about the track. It wasn't about racing. It was about the facilities. Mm-hmm. And so, Well, from a, a, yeah. a young boy's mindset. What are you saying? Is that uh, <laughs> no matter what you teach them, that last impression is, I learned how to drive at a racetrack. Hadn't thought of that. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we guys, we kind of we think we're bulletproof, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah, I understand. What do you, but, but what about training? Let's talk about that. We have a, we have a driver's training test. We have rules in this state. Uh, what are we doing and what do we need to do? Well, there's, there's driver's ed that gets you a learner's permit to go turn right, turn left, here's your license and good luck. Go practice. Well, that, that's it. You're, you're, you're practicing in, 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 a, in a real life scenario and sometimes that has fatal consequences. So what we have done is we have created an actual training program teaching um, critical skills for a team to go home alive. And these skills are based on law enforcement training taught by law enforcement instructors. So it's a different mindset. We have a classroom component of about two and a half hours that we kind of changes the head, changes the, the heart, and then they come out to our course and we put them through a series of drills. Again, basically the same training a cadet receives at the police academy to teach them different things about their car uh, to help them become a safer, competent driver to handle situations. You know, out on the road, you've got one chance to get it right. Yeah, so the train- training, the training gives you muscle memory. That's correct. And it gives you uh, experience of what the car can and can't do. We've got a lot, lot of young kids who have never experienced ABS. They don't know how to manage the, the, the that's part of everyday driving. How much we use our brakes on daily. That, that is not automatic braking system. Explain for us what ABS means. Well, ABS is a um, computer module that will actually um, brake the car modulate the brakes for you so that you can continue turning the wheel to get around an object and not crashing. It doesn't lock, and it keeps it from locking up, right? That's correct. Yeah. Remember okay. what happens when it locks up? Yes, you slide. Yeah, what comes around? Goes around you. What, yeah, what, what passes you? The rear end of the vehicle, Exactly, usually. which is not what you want. And, and I know from, you know, from being old <laughs> that... You know, when that when that locks up, I, when the back end locks up and it starts coming around, it's muscle memory that gets you out of that. Yeah, and most people don't have that sort of training. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Yeah. Or just, <laughs> yeah, but I will say this real fast. I will say this, Woodrow, and that is I think a lot of adults haven't experienced it either. I know that the times when I've actually felt it, it kind of took me by surprise, and then I had to think in that split second, okay, this is what's happening. Here's Correct. what I need to do. It vibrates the vehicle. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's it's yeah. kind of a strange feeling. Well, in our program, we require mom and dad to attend with them. So the, the, the parents sitting in, in that right seat, just by observing, they are learning skills that they can use and change in their daily driving habits. 
And they're learning it in the car that they normally drive. That's correct. Both, so that, both the teen and the parent. Our guest right now is Woodrow Gaines, uh, founder of TVOC, Teen Vehicle Operation Course. And, uh, you know, the, the, the things that we have to do to get a license in other parts of the world are much different than they are here. Explain a little bit of that. Well, over, let's take Germany, for, for instance. They have the Autobahn. It has a no speed limit. Um, the, 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 the money and the time required is a lot more expen- uh, extensive um, for their drivers than it is for our team drivers here. It's, it's, it's 30 hour classroom, six hours behind a wheel. Um, the states, once that six hours behind a wheel is completed, the state says, okay, mom and dad, you are now the driver's education teacher. Well, we've got parents teaching their teens driver's education who never took driver's education themselves. So we, we've got some, some bad habits out there from the parents. Um, you know, driver's education is important, but it doesn't end there. I'm going to step ahead a little bit on the timeline and get both of your opinions on this. When we lived in North Carolina, you could go and get your license renewed. And when you got it renewed at the luck of the draw, periodically, they would make you take your driving test again. That's an excellent idea. Well, that's, I, I, I did not know that. Yeah, it was at the time. I don't know if it's changed, but that was a couple of decades ago. Uh, but they, they would, you know, at random, you didn't know if you were going to do it or not. But at random, they would pull you in and have you take the test. Well, do you think your skill levels may have changed from when you were, uh, you know, 20 to, to, you know, when you turned 40? I know you haven't gotten there yet, but I mean, you know, when you're twice that age now, do you think anything's changed? Yeah, and to a certain degree, I think some things have gotten better. But to Woodrow's point, some bad habits have been uh, there long enough that things have gotten worse. So you may take a lot of things for granted and not be aware of it. So I, I, as much as I don't want to do it again, I think it's a good idea. And I'm, I'm up for it if they, if they require it here. I'm on the road, it. not in the make-believe no, town. No, 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 not in the make-believe town, which is where I took my driving test. In my the make-believe kids took, town? In the make-believe town. Oh, no, I had my, to go out on the road. My kids had to go out on the road. Um, so. Well, I, I think every five to eight years, every driver should be required to take a, uh, another training program uh, you know, of, of some type. And I think everybody should have to sit in a tractor-trailer and see what that's like. Yeah. I agree. You know, you don't have to drive it necessarily. No, but but coming back from our trip that we recently made to Colorado, we had all you know when you're on the ground, it's all coach driven, so you're on these big buses and having the bus driver, you know, maneuver the bus. And and her statement was, "Do you know how long it would take me from 60 miles an hour to lock this thing down?" And after she went through all that, she said, "You know, people don't realize when they pull in front of something this big and slow down or stop, we can't do that. We're too heavy." That's right. And I don't think people understand that well enough. And if you had to ride one of those long enough, you, you'd kind of get the feel of it. Well, you know, 40,000 pounds is a little tough to stop. Yeah. How can parents learn more about your course and get, their, get themselves and get their, their child involved? Well, our, our website is www.tvoc.ws. Or you can go out to social media. We have a, a Facebook page that is still up with a lot of information. Uh, you can also find us on uh, Abby's Angels um, Facebook page that's based down in Noonan. We have a partnership with them. And we can get some videos and stuff of what you're doing also, That's correct, correct. down, down uh, on, on their page. On that page, so they can see what's, what yes. it's all about. Uh, 
Bill, we just don't take it seriously enough. No, we don't. We really don't. And you can see evidence of that every day when we report it in the news, unfortunately. Well, you, you talk about this is National Teen Driver Safety Week, but how many people really know that? They do now. We'll be right back here at Bud's Garage on North Georgia's News Talk, WDUN. Welcome back into Bud's Garage, presented by Oakwood Tire and More and Complete Auto Parts, where pros go to get their CarQuest parts and national tire brands. So, Bill, are you familiar with uh, Tony Stevens out on the Cleveland Highway? I sure am. Been out, there, Auto been out there many times. Uh, he's always had some really cool cars out there. Well, he shared a Facebook post from a friend of his. Now, this is kind of funny because it's in Colinga. Colinga, California, has the world's largest Tesla supercharging station. I did not know that. Uh, it's it, it's at a place I believe called Harris Ranch. That's it's like a it's like a Bucky. As I say, okay, it's like Bucky's with electricity. Yeah. Ninety eight chargers, on on site. Uh, a certain amount of them are superchargers. The other ones are Regular. level two yeah, chargers. But but with PG and E's uh, poor record of service, how do they keep them running? Well, <laughs> uh, his his uh, chargers do quite well. The Tesla ones and they usually work. And there's a rumor that all the chargers are powered by diesel generators that's just rich that's just rich irony right there well there's a shell gas station across from the place uh-huh. and they say that joint is full of diesel generators and i can't confirm this this is all over the internet okay so we're pretty good at starting rumors uh here on the show so you know you're gonna have to do a little bit of homework uh, on this but it got me to thinking and once i start thinking uh, you know that's it, a dangerous it, thing you're not really qualified down, right? i know down yeah. the rabbit hole so i wanted to figure out if these things aren't hooked to the grid and they're, they're solar-powered, what, what would be the effect of solar-powered over diesel-powered generators? Because there's parts in the, in the world here where yeah, they've got to have generators to yeah. have power. I can see advantages to either one. I think it's situational. Well, it's situational. It depends on who's writing the article, too. Oh, yeah, well, that's true. It's pers- <laughs> that's called perspective. I'm, I'm not you know, Perspective. That's a word I was groping yeah. for. Mm-hmm. All right. Though it is broadly agreed that solar generators are a cheaper option, I didn't know that was broadly agreed. I didn't think it was. It may be a cheaper option to operate, but I bet it's not to install. It's a cheaper operation with three magic words in the long run. Ah, see, yeah. yeah. So, in other words, it's expensive up front. Well, it's quite expensive, but a lot of rural communities, you know, that are far from the national grid, and they've got to have self-contained uh, generators, and they have to decide whether they're going to use solar power or diesel generation. Well, I imagine if it's a small town, they probably don't have the budget for solar. I mean, the ROI is good, but it takes a long time, as you mentioned, in the long run. It can take you years. Well... They are 5 to 10, well, the, the warranty is 5 to 10 years on them, all right? But as far as what they cost, they are, they have much larger initial capital cost. Yeah, I would think so. Like 10 times what a diesel generator is. What? Yeah. Well, I imagine the materials for one thing, but the install has to be very particular, whereas with a diesel generator, put it in, fuel it up, plug it in, and turn it on. Yeah. Now, it's pretty simple. Obviously, it's a diesel engine. Yeah. Okay, so it, you, you don't have to worry about about uh, the sun going out the sun going out yeah. you don't have to worry Clouds. about storms yeah. you don't have to worry about rain or any of that kind of stuff and the things that take out solar panels like 
hail storms. Yeah. And they're very reliable. And the service on them is they'll run forever. Just keep them serviced. And they're not expensive to service. Well, this article says they're much more expensive to service because all you got to do is clean the solar panels. Yeah, well, I'm not buying all of this. We have four generators here at the station. I can tell you we have to service them, but it's a lot cheaper than well, you think. They have a lifetime of 20 to 25 years of solar panels, too, and there's no moving parts. They just degrade from UV and, yeah. and the weather and all that kind of stuff. Which means their output also degrades as they degrade, so you're not getting as much on the 25th year as you got on You've the first year. You've caught up on this, haven't you? No, it's, You've just, been it's, reading. Just, no, it's just logic. You know, we had a diesel generator here a long time ago. It was World War II surplus. We used it for over 50 years. Yeah. Yeah. Because all it's doing is sitting out there idling. Yeah. Or it's at a steady speed. Yeah. And that's not hard on an engine when it's at a steady speed. What kills it is being cold, being warm, speeding up, slowing down, all of that. You keep the filters and stuff changing, you're, you're pretty But especially good. with a diesel, you, you tend to get more life out of that than you do if you were just burning gasoline. Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so there's, there's the other thing to think about. So there's another thing that I thought about. <laughs> Uh-oh. I can't help Now myself. where are we going? All right, so we established the generators. Uh, you're probably better off if you're on a budget to get a yeah. diesel generator. Yeah, all right. I would. And this is kind of follows in line with the segment we did on electric school buses that cost twice as much as a regular school bus. And by the way, the charger that it needs is $200,000 per bus. Good grief. So, and it doesn't come in it. Oh, yeah. You, you got to buy that and you got it's three phase. You got to hook it up. The electric you can't, you can't plug them in, in, mm. in series like you do Christmas lights. Nope. Just plug one bus into the other bus into the other bus. No, you can't, no, okay. It's no. a shame. If one of the buses unplugs, <laughs> the whole grid goes down. Exactly. So I got to thinking about fuel efficiency because we're talking about diesel generators. Yeah. Okay? okay. And I wondered how efficient a locomotive is, a diesel locomotive. Because that's a diesel generator. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. all it is. Yeah, it's just putting power to the electric engine that's actually turning. It's actually, yeah. it's a hybrid. Yeah. Folks, remember, Tim and I are always talking about hybrids. Just like a cruise ship. It's the ultimate hybrid, yes, just like a cruise ship. Yeah. So, CSX, the railroad people, uh, put out a article about ton mile per gallon as a measurement to, des to describe the efficiency of hauling freight by different modes of transportation. All right? And I'm just going to do the, the quick and dirty. There's a whole TMPG, lot of numbers on TMPG, is it's called? Uh, something like yes. that, yeah. So 19 tons times 500 miles in a diesel truck is 134 ton miles per gallon. 134 ton miles per gallon. Okay, let me jot that down. All right, go ahead. Got it? Diesel yeah. train is 520 ton miles per gallon. Okay, I don't have to write that down to know the difference. Yeah. One is four times more efficient than the other. That's amazing. Um, and it's a hybrid. Yeah. So, you know, you're not, you're not upsetting anybody. No. And what that had to do with the diesel generator thing, I, I can't really tell you. I just, <laughs> I just wanted to get into in that and, uh, you know, but I think, see what I, that was all about. But I think what it points out, though, at the same time, Bud, is, you know, there's a balance in this whole struggle between fossil Absolutely. fuel and electricity. And, to go in one total direction with electric is not practical. You can go in one direction with the fossil fuel and it works fine. We've been doing it for years. But if you're trying to accomplish other things, maybe climate or whatever it might be that you're interested in, the hybrid's going to be the way to go. But I don't think you can get rid of diesel, especially uh, in the long run. How, you can't charge a train. No. 
you, you have to use, and, and, and if you did, you'd be using a diesel generator to charge it anyway, so just do well, what you're like, doing. It's like electric John Deere tractors. You know, during harvest season, what are you going to do when a, when a tractor runs out of, you yeah. know, the corn's got a certain moisture in it, you got to sure. do it at a certain time. Or when it. you're cutting hay, you got to be able to turn that hay at the right that, time. That's right. Well, yeah. we, we, we have we, got to swing the pendulum back to the middle. Thank you. I'm just, just saying, I'm sorry, but I'm saying, it's all, I'm not sorry. It's okay. You know, I talked about being at Petit Le Mans earlier in the yeah. show. I saw a lot of cool team swag at Petit Le Mans. And What'd I, you, you get? Know, What'd you get? What'd you get? I didn't get any swag. You didn't? No, but it, I, it got me to thinking about CE Joe's because they provide all the swag for the show. Are you on a, You know the coffee cup that you hold the wrong direction a lot of times in, on, in on pictures? Now, <laughs> but you bet you've given me some other great stuff, too. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but they can help promote your business. And, and with a variety of products, signs, banners, wraps, and amazing ideas for products to promote your business. And they recently did all of the shirts for the Secret Santa Car Show. That's really cool. And what a great car show that always is. Uh, by the way, let me just put a, another plug for them. When I've used them in the past, and that's many times for station T-shirts, I've gone to them and said, I have this concept, but I don't know exactly what it's going to uh -huh. look like. Can you make it look like XYZ? Or do this? And, and Tommy and, uh, and Jody always come back with something I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what I'm looking for. Yeah. They can read it, man. They know what they're doing. Because they do that. Exactly. You go to C.E. Joe's, yeah, we do, do that. that. And, and they, they do, do it. <laughs> they do it very well. So if you want to promote your product, your business, uh, maybe do some things for your employees to sharpen up their image, um, talk to the folks at C.E. Joe's. If you need signage for inside your business, you know, they've done that for a lot of businesses. Yes, absolutely. Speaking of which... How's our signage for the new station coming? We're still trying to figure that. We have a meeting with uh, uh, CE Joe's next week. Because, yeah, they, they do, do that. that. We'll be yeah. right back here, Bud's Garage, on North Georgia's new stock, WDUN. Welcome back into Bud's Garage, presented by all three locations of Complete Auto Parts and Oakwood Tire and more. Locally owned, hometown service, parts and tires. Okay, Bill. Yep. Main man. <laughs> Last week, we talked about how many miles a new car should have on it. Well, if it's new, it should have none. Well, yeah, but there's, there's, some, there's some exceptions. If it's been in stock for six months... Yeah, it might have some test drives on it. All right. But, but what, what, you know, we, we came to an agreed amount last week. If it's got over 1,500 miles, you can't sell it as a new car in California. Okay. Just wanted to let you know that. Some cars, like Corvettes and stuff, they take them around the track at the factory for a few miles. Um, you know, they, they don't run them hard, and they just make sure nothing falls off. Right, yeah. And stuff like that. Let's shake it down. Yeah, shake it down. Mm -hmm. Don't shake it off. Shake it down. <laughs> Thank you, Taylor. Yeah. And, and anyway, we've agreed that it's less than 10 miles. Less than 10 miles? Yeah. Okay. All right. So what do you think is acceptable for a used car? You've bought used cars. I've bought used cars. You know, I've bought a lot of used cars. Okay. Let me just say the last one that I bought uh, was four years old, and it had uh, 35,000 miles on it. That's very good. That's a heck of a deal. But I will say, depends on what you're buying. If I'm buying a pickup truck... Mm -hmm. I'm probably not worried if it's got 100,000 to 125 on it. Not really worried about it. Why not? Because trucks tend to be more durable and tend to last longer. Okay. That's my perspective. Could be wrong. Uh, but how, how old was the one you just bought? The, the vehicle I just bought yeah. was a 2019. Okay. And, that, and now that's, a, that's a, a cheap Grand Cherokee I'm driving. Right. It's four years old. It's four or years old. 35,000 miles. So it's barely been driven. Right. Yeah. 10 to 12,000 miles a year is the average. Average. Yeah. What if you had found a Jeep like that that had um, 
five, six thousand miles on it. Wow, only five or six thousand miles? Yeah. That'd be awesome. One owner, uh, five, six thousand miles on it. If it were 2019, I'd be really suspicious. Well, but it, it no. ain't like it used to be uh, as no. far as clocking them back. But there's some disadvantages to something that hasn't been driven very much. True, it's been sitting up. It does better when you run an engine. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And it does better, as, as weird as this might sound, uh, I won't say Atlanta. Well, I will say Atlanta. Let's say you're driving to Atlanta, but you don't get into the stop-and-go traffic. Right. Let's you're say able you to get a straight drive. shot and drive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's better for your car than running around town, town here. Yeah. You know, doing Highway miles tend to, tend to be better on it. If I'm buying a sedan or if I'm going to buy something like that, I'm probably looking. I would love to have something under 100000 Okay. Yeah. By and large. I just turned a thousand on my Mustang. <laughs> but it's it's a twenty twenty two, all right? And but yeah. but I didn't get it in twenty twenty two. Right. But that's a different that's a different thing. And you know, that's a yeah. different that's the Sunday. So it's it's not an everyday driver. No. And you're certainly not gonna park at the grocery store. No. <laughs> but here's you know, let's go back to the diesel thing. Okay. Here's where the hybrid comes in. My wife is Jan has got a plug in hybrid. Okay. Which is different than a regular hybrid right, yeah. because you plug it in and you, to begin with, you've got X amount of miles before the engine ever wakes up. Right, yeah. Uh, or the, you know, it, it becomes a hybrid. Yeah. For the first 40 miles, this thing is electric. So she goes from where we live to Kroger and back, plugs it in, and she, the, yeah. the engine never starts. Never so starts. I changed the oil in it last week, and I think it's got 7,000 miles, okay, on it. And the, the oil looked brand new. Brand new. You kind of felt so, like you wasted your money. Well, there's, there's a different, yeah, but I, the stupid light wouldn't go off unless I reset it. And uh, there's a differentiation between, you know, that, that hybrid engine doesn't necessarily run the same amount as no. the mileage of the car. No. So, you know, how do you determine, and how, and how will that, I don't in the know long if the run, computer, I don't know if the computer. How calculates that that says you've got 30% of your oil left. I would imagine if it doesn't, somebody's missed their job in the programming department because it would be very easy to, 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 to put a program so. in place for that. I would wonder, the life of the engine, does that change it since it's not running all the time? Since it's just every now and then running? I would. Does that, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Based on what you just said, I would think you'd want it to run more. Well, the, the, the engine starts when it goes into hybrid mode, and it starts from a dry start. I think. I'm not sure of that. I don't know what keeps the engine lubricated. And it's something I can't get an answer from just right. a basic layman on. I've got to find out, you know, because if you're going down the road at 50 miles an hour and the engine starts, you know, all of a sudden it's at 50 miles an hour. Yeah. I think that there's got to be some transition between the oil pressure in the engine and the car switching, switching over to the engine. I would think there has to be some, some sort of, of loud noise going. Yeah. 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 So. Our parts coming out. <laughs> Well, that's what I'm hoping anyway. So back to this. You, yeah. you need to understand how the cars are driving. Uh, high mileage cars are not necessarily bad, like you've just pointed out to us. Yeah. You know, if it's been driven down the highway. Uh, and it, right now, a days, in the last decade, you could weld the hood shut on most anything. And if you don't run it out of oil, you can get 100,000 miles out of it. Yeah, I will say this. My uh, daughter's driving one that's got 217,000 miles on it. Took it to the mechanic for its burping, and he said... This is probably one of the better cars you've ever bought. Keep driving it. You don't have any problem. For its burping? Yeah, for its burping. Yeah. Okay. It was not a cheap burping, but yeah. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know you... <laughs> That's what we call it. With that term. I know. It's, it's technical for you guys. You, yeah. 
So what do they do at the burping? At the burping, well, they do. They did the oil change. Right. They do all that. They you know, did the full system check on it. What the, kind of car is this? This is a uh, t- 2005 Volvo XC90. So they're going, they're going into the valve train and checking that kind of Doing stuff. Doing all that sort of stuff. Okay. And then at uh, 235, it will get the timing uh, belt replaced. Really? Yes. At 235? Well, it's it never was, been replaced No, before? it's been done at 125. Oh, okay. But the next one's another 110,000 100? miles. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. And uh, I, I'll tell you this from experience. That's not the same as your serpentine belt. No, 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 Different no. no. But now I'll tell you this from experience. I didn't do it on one Volvo that I had uh, and 16-valve um, engine mm-hmm. and bent eight of the valves. So if you don't do it on time or don't do it at all, you're going to have a problem. So spend the money. Mm, okay. Just saying. Key fobs. You ever had to get a key fob reprogrammed? Unfortunately, yes. It's and had to buy a new one, too. Ah, well, you can now get them at Complete Auto Parts. Really? And they will program it for you. No stuff, really? Yeah. I wish I'd known that. And they have three locations, I had as to go you to know. the dealer. It was expensive. Ah, uh, yes. I'm not knocking the dealers. No, but, I know. You know yeah, but, but the, the key no. fobs, they, you can get them at Complete Auto Parts, and they can program it before you get out of the store. Awesome. I need a new one for my wife's car. There That's you go. That's cool. Okay. There you go. Complete Auto Parts, Gainesville, Cornelia, and Clarksville. Yeah. Okay. See them over there and, you know, get the oil for it if you're going to burp it or whatever. I don't burp it myself. I have to bring it to your place. You can burp you it. You can burp it. Okay, bring it up. Yeah. We'll, okay. We'll burp it for you. <laughs> we did a story a few weeks ago about a top fuel drag racer breaking 300 miles an hour in the eighth mile. And top fuel. You know, top fuel are yeah. the slingshot yeah. cars. So we, we wondered, you know, would that change drag racing? Because we now, the top fuel class is a funny car and the the top fuel dragsters run a thousand feet since the uh, death of uh, Scott Coletta a few years ago and you know so they have more shutdown area so now the concentration is making the cars faster quicker yeah so I you know I don't know whether that's going to change we we talked about whether you know would all go to eighth mile drag racing I don't think it will but I went down the rabbit hole again with this so (laughs) why am I not surprised Hector Arana I wanted to know I actually I got a, a uh, text about if we knew who was the first person to break 200 miles an hour on a pro stock motorcycle. It was Hector Arana Jr. Uh, in 19 or 2018 uh, at Gainesville Raceway, uh, which ironically was the first pl- uh, 300 mile an hour pass in 1992 by Kenny Bernstein. Remember the the Bud car? Yeah. Now so, they're now they're 337 or so in a thousand feet. So this guy did how fast and how short? Uh, this guy did 300 and an eighth mile. Kenny did 300 and a quarter mile. And uh, wow. this, uh, this motorcycle was in the quarter mile uh, because everything else still runs quarter. Do you want to go that fast on two wheels? No. Yeah. No. So it brought into mind, well, I wonder what the fastest a lady motorcycle pro stock driver went. And that was uh, Angie Smith. She did the first 200 mile an hour pass at the Texas Fall Nationals uh, by going 200.89 miles an hour in 6.8 seconds on a crotch rocket. 6.8 seconds to that fast? Yep. I would, and it didn't throw her off the bike? Nope. You, it, don't, you, don't, you don't sit up no, when you you're can. doing that. Yeah, but still. But pro-stock motorcycle leader Gage Herrera just made the fastest pass in history last week. How fast? At Texas. 204 miles an hour on a crotch rocket. That's just, that's just incredible. That's ridiculous, man. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, real fast, uh, what's the biggest, how, how do you overcome that? Is, are they able, do you think they'll be able to do the better than 300 in, in, in that short period of time? 
because there's a lot to overcome. Electric vehicles might be able to do it. Yes, they might. And there's going to be a class for them next year. Yeah. If there isn't already, there might be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, would, I would think that would be the only way to really do it. I don't know how much faster you can go with something like that without it blowing. Well, if you're, if you're restoring a classic car to take to the drag races, you know where you're going to get the parts? Where am I going? You're going to year one. Of course. In Cornelia. Yeah, when you want classic done right, year yep. one, they, they do it. They, uh, they are preserving American performance for sure. Uh, check them out at yearone.com. One of these days, I'm going to have me that black Twans Am. <laughs> One of these days. We'll keep on the lookout for you. I just want to thank you, first of all, for being here today and pinch-hitting for us. I, I'm honored that you would have me come in for Tim. I appreciate it. Well, uh, I think a lot of both of you guys, and uh, you do a great job. So yeah. to be in here as a hack, I and, appreciate and, it. And you're catching on pretty quick. Yeah, it's because I listen <laughs> to you guys. Don't forget to listen in to Bill Main every morning on, uh, on WDUN. You Morning's can also on get him on Access WDUN and uh, download past shows. Yeah, sure can. All right. And you can download Bud's Garage, courtesy of Year One, on Access WDUN or any of your favorite podcast sites. Remember to keep between the ditches, shiny side up. We will see you next week right here at Bud's Garage on North Georgia's News Talk, AM 550 and FM 102.9. WDUN. Well done. Well done.